What's up everyone? It's Isabel here and I'm super excited to bring on a very special guest. Please welcome Rivka Reyes. You might know Rivka as Katie from School of Rock and today we will be talking about life since School of Rock, growing up in Chicago, current and future endeavors, and so much more. We are really excited for this episode and we hope you enjoy. So let's get on with it. All right. Hey, everyone. What's up? Welcome back to Just Isabella Things. I'm Isabel, if you're new here, and I'm here with Rivka Reyes. Rivka, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Rivka. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you? I'm so super good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm hot. There is a heat wave happening in Los Angeles. Yes, I, I hear I I have, about uh, that. I have no AC. Uh, I do have like several fans, but it's uh, it's still internally 88 degrees inside of my apartment uh so i'm just uh i'm just trying to cool off and drink a lot of water and stay hydrated and Mm -hmm. you know um be out of my apartment as much as possible because Mm -hmm. it's surprisingly like more manageable yeah outside for some reason i don't know how that works scientifically Awesome. Well, yeah, I heard about the heat wave out west. It's rained for the past two weeks every single day. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. And I'm a lifeguard, so I just kind of get paid to sit there and do nothing. It's great. Nice. Are you covered? Like, you have to, you have to sit in the rain? While... Oh, we have, like, a guard room where, like, oh, we just cool. kind of sit there and chill. Because um, obviously no one can, sw- like, people can swim when it's raining, but people can't swim when there's thunder. So right. we've had thunderstorms for the past two weeks and, you know, oh, well. So you I basically just, get... just have PTO. You're just kind of yeah. chilling. Yeah. In the, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Is it kind of like Stranger Things, how they, they the lifeguards kind of, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, hang out in the, the little guard room and they just like make fun of each other? <laughs> yeah. We, we played trivia today. So that's what we did. Did you win? Oh, we were just rolling off questions. We didn't, like, do it for points or anything like that. Oh, see, I'm so competitive. I'm just like, (laughs) did you win? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I love a good competition. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I've been up to for the past two weeks, being a lifeguard in rainy day weather. It's been pretty great. But do you want to introduce yourself to people who aren't familiar with you or people who uh, don't know your work? Sure. Uh, I'm an actor, writer, writer. I host a podcast called Where Are We Now? Um, My pronouns are they, them. I'm queer. I'm a sober uh, Filipino Jewish person who practices witchcraft. Um, I love skincare. And I recently worked on two movies. One of them's in theaters now. It's called Monuments. Um, Very, very funny touching, inspiring movie about um, going through grief. Um, and yeah, there, there's, there's lots of places to, to watch that movie. Um, so you should check it out. Awesome. Thank you for that introduction. Great stuff. All right. So, well, well, I came to know you from School of Rock and that's, well, I, my, so my story of like, knowing School of Rock and watching School of Rock, I think is pretty interesting. So for me, um, I, so I have a genius, so I was born in January, 2003. Yes, yes. And School of Rock came out in October of 2003. And what's funny is that my dad was watching the movie on a plane or something for the first time in 2004. And he was like, this is awesome. So he, when he came back to Chicago, he bought the movie on DVD and showed it to me when I was two years old. Wow. So I've been watching School of Rock since before I was two, I'm pretty sure. And it's my favorite movie of all time. And today I'm fulfilling a 16 year dream by talking to you, which I think is really, really cool. And that makes me very happy. Thank you. That, that's, a, that's a dope story. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, you said before uh, we started recording that was like a 16 year dream. I didn't realize it was literally 16. Yeah. Like you've, you've watched this movie since it came out essentially like 16 years yeah. ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Or I guess, yeah, you're right. It came out in 2003. So it's been almost 18 years since it came out. Wow. Uh, and you, yeah, that, wow. That's, thank you. <laughs> and I asked my, I had a guest on last week and I wanted to ask, am I the youngest person that has ever interviewed you? Maybe. I think so. 
Quite possibly. Yeah. Nice. That yeah. is that's very cool for me to I mean, as of recently, definitely you're the youngest. Um, I've definitely had people like, you know, send me um email like questions for their like high school like research paper oh, yeah. to answer and stuff, but never like a podcast or like nice. a, oh, a recorded thing. I didn't nice. actually I think you're definitely the first 18 year old podcast host I've ever met so that's oh pretty, oh my that's god really cool. <laughs> that is that is really cool um awesome so yeah that's kind of how my story of how I came to know School of Rock um from when I was literally a toddler so yeah it's really cool how I'm fulfilling a 16 year dream today of meeting you um virtually of course we're doing this on zoom um but yeah so I'm gonna go right into my first question so it's been almost 18 years since School of Rock had came out how does it make you feel like does it make you feel old or has <laughs> or has the time just flown by it's kind of funny to say that school of rock is almost a legal adult now uh, yeah um you know i don't uh it's funny because i said yeah it's been 18 years and, and one of the other castmates i'm still in like very close contact mm -hmm. with a lot of my castmates from school of rock and one of them was like oh, it's only 17 and a half. Don't make me feel old. And I was just like, you really feel old? Like we're, we're only 30. Like we're only yeah. 30, honey. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even 30 at this point. I'm, I'm, you know, 28. My birthday's in a couple months. And like, you know, I, I, I don't feel old necessarily. I do, I do kind of feel like time has kind of just uh, flown by. I, I have very vivid memories of being on set, especially like lately we've been sending each other lots of pictures right. from on set. Like we've been just like digging up some mm -hmm. old photos and like <laughs> one of them, there was a picture of us at this restaurant called Jekyll and Hyde where we would like after work, we would like go to Jekyll and Hyde because it's like a horror, like scary themed mm -hmm. uh, restaurant in New York that I don't think is there anymore. But they, yeah, we definitely were like obsessed with that place. And I just had these visceral, like very real memories of being there and kind of being a little scared, but having to like play it cool and like yeah. pretend I wasn't scared because I was right. like trying to be the cool kid and whatever. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I don't feel old about it at all. I just am like grateful that, that it's 18 years later and it still holds up like right. yeah. you know having recently gone to see it like I was just like wow like this is actually such a timeless classic right. film now at this yeah. point yeah that's really cool um that you remember they have very vivid memories of like you remember filming it and I think that's really cool because there's probably actors out there who like don't remember you know, doing movies as a child, like it's probably a distant memory for them, you know, but yeah, well, it was my first gig. Right. And it was also like, probably the, the most warm experience I've had on set, like, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, they were, they were really taking care of us because they knew a lot of us were like nervous and it was right. like, it was time doing kind of a movie. Time, yeah. Um, but they, they did their, their, they did a really good job at making us all feel really special and loved and taken care of, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Really cool. So I, so you just said this and I saw a few weeks ago on Instagram that you went to go when you went to the drive in to see School of Rock for the first time since the reunion in 2013. I know some actors are, are always like, oh, I never watch my movies. I hate watching them. Do you like or not like watching yourself in maybe School of Rock or other productions or things you've done? Yeah, so for a while I had a huge, huge like thing about not liking seeing myself on screen, but that's because I, I suffer from, and I know a lot of people suffer from body dysmorphia mm -hmm. and like seeing yourself mm -hmm. kind of just like blasted up on a giant screen kind of, yeah. you know, it highlights a lot of things that you don't like about yourself or you maybe like wish were different about yourself. Yeah. And for a long time, I mean, from the, from when I first saw School of Rock until like, I mean, recently like mm -hmm. very recently I was very anti watching my own stuff hearing my own voice sometimes even I'm just like ugh, like yikes <laughs> you know oh god you know the Chicago accent is so thick sometimes and I'm just like yeah nasally <laughs> um but for the most part like when I went to go see it a couple weeks ago with my friend at the drive-in, I, I picked a very safe friend to go with to like yeah. this person knows me well and knows mm -hmm. that I have certain trauma and triggers around school of rock, et cetera. Right. And 
you know, we watched it and it also happened to be like a person who loves the movie, like not yeah. who it was like their first time seeing it or anything. Like they, there's just like mm-hmm. a person who loves it. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that, um, you know, haven't seen it like, and, and maybe part of, maybe there's some subconscious thing where I'm like, that's why they're my friend. Like, <laughs> but oh, right, you yeah. know, cause they don't want it. They don't know me from that. They just know me from being Rivka. Uh, but you know, it was nice to go with somebody who like has a love for the movie and somebody who hadn't seen it before. Um, but I was, I mean, first of all, my, my initial thought was like, wow, this is such a good movie. My second thought was like watching myself specifically. I was just like, wow, like I love that little girl that is on that screen so much. She is so scared. Like I could, you know. I know I was I was really nervous not to mess yeah. up and like not to make a fool of myself and come back mm-hmm. to school and have people make fun of me more right. yeah. um which is precisely what happened uh but you know I just I was watching myself in it this time like and just loving the person that I was seeing on screen and yeah. you know Ooh. sending them you know good good energy because I know that that person that that tiny you know version of myself the 10 year old version of myself still exists within the adult version of myself and sometimes that that small child that you know uh uh didn't know how to engage with fear didn't know how to engage with other kids yeah uh, was very afraid of authority etc you know they they come out sometimes in my behavior as an adult and I just have to like love them through whatever pain yeah. or fear they're going through. And it was a good exercise in that because what I, what used to happen is like, if somebody would like send me pictures like, Oh, school of rocks on HBO right now. Ha ha ha. I'm watching it. Like uh, I would just like look at it and like zoom in and see the bags uh, in my eyes and just be like, Oh, I'm so ugly. Like, why do they put me in this yeah, thing? Like, yeah. yeah, but this time I didn't have any of that. And, oh, and also, I recently got to see Monuments, the movie that just mm-hmm. came out that I'm in. And I was like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a small part in that, but it, it was still like a lot of screen time. And I was just like, dude, like, wow. Like the, the confidence compared to when I was in School of Rock, like yeah. I knew what I was doing on that set. I knew what I was doing. I was like confident in my character. I was mm-hmm. confident in my lines. I was just like, you know, being this person on screen and I was like very proud of myself um watching it back and you know I was worried I was like really nervous that it was going to be a similar experience to when yeah. I first saw School of Rock and was like oh my god like fat like oh like bad teeth uh you know weird eyebrows like you know but no seeing it the you know monuments I was just like wow that's a beautiful person up there yeah. well that's <laughs> awesome that you've had better experiences as of lately you know watching your stuff I think that's really cool and it and it proves to your growth and stuff um as well so that's awesome like for me like for podcasts and stuff like sometimes I don't like hearing my voice um but I just I think that happens with like a lot of podcasters and just a lot of people in general um I mean sometimes like I have to when I'm editing and stuff but uh yeah I mean I, I think it is getting better for me as well but that's awesome that it's getting better for you too um and I hope that it continues to get better. And obviously, you know, being an actor and stuff is a journey and, you know, you're growing and thriving and, um, yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. All right. So, yeah. So next question, um, well, moving on from School of Rock, because I think it's cool how, yeah, you got your start on School of Rock, but you've done some pretty cool things since the movie came out. Do you want to share what kinds of things you are working on in both the entertainment industry and outside of the entertainment industry? Yeah. So as I mentioned um, earlier, I host a podcast called Where Are We Now? It's a great podcast, by the way, for anyone who is listening. I really love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I uh, bring on fellow former child actors or child stars, um, you know, folks who came into the spotlight at a young age, like I did. Um, And some of them are like still out there, like still working and others have kind of just, you know, moved on and they're, they're, you know, living their lives and they're still creative, but they're not um, attached to acting. And I just, I wanted a safe platform for people to be able to talk about like, you know, some of the, I mean, some of the amazing parts of, you know, being in Hollywood as a kid, but also some of the really sucky parts. Mm -hmm. And like, 
it, it is a really, it is a really glorious thing to be able to share that space and to have mm-hmm. that moment of like, oh, wow, like I see you, like I've been there, like, wow, like we have a lot in common, you know, mm-hmm. that, that feeling of not being as alone as you thought you might have been, um, is what really makes me feel good in this, in this, you know, uh, life, um, especially in LA, like mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a isolating kind of town. Like I always yeah. jokingly say that LA is a really good place to live if you like being alone. Um, because it is like, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I do feel perfectly fine when I'm like by myself, but then mm-hmm. there are some times where it just feels like crippling and it's isolation. Yeah. And doing things like my podcast where, you know, we talk about similarities of like our childhood acting stories and, Mm -hmm. you know, on set crushes and stuff like that. And all that, like that makes me feel so much less alone and and it's really beautiful space. And then um, in addition to that, yeah, I mean, I'm still an actor. The, one of the most common questions I get is like, do you still act? which like if anyone like, you know, paid attention or like, you know, even did a little bit of a, you know, Google um, or like went on my website or whatever, they would see that I I have not stopped acting since I did School of Rock. I've, you know, been actively um, participating in like theater productions. Like in Chicago, I did a bunch of plays. I, you know, worked at uh, Second City for a little bit. I worked as a producer at Steppenwolf and took their um, oh, nice. their conservatory, their acting um, school school at Steppenwolf, and that was mm-hmm. so dope. Um, and you know, I never stopped. Um, <laughs> I did, you know, three features uh, in 2018 and 19, um, all of which are really good. All of which are coming out uh, this year, <sighs> and like. Yeah, I just, I work a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've right now been mostly auditioning, um, which oh. I love. Uh, and, and it's cool because I get to do it in my apartment. Um, just kind of. Right, uh, yeah, just like self tapes, yeah. Yeah, self tapes. And it's fun because I'll get to like have a friend come over and like read the lines with me. And, yeah. and then we like go get coffee or something. Awesome. And I, I, yeah. I, buy them, I buy them lunch for helping me. Uh, you know, and, and I'm doing that. I'm, I'm doing a lot of, um, Instagram, like, and social media campaigns for Mm -hmm. brands, which I think is really fun. I I partner with a company called Universal Standard that does, Mm -hmm. uh, all size inclusive clothes. Um, you know, and, and I'm just honestly living my best life. And then outside of the entertainment industry, I, um, I read tarot um, and I read the Akashic records for people and I do that virtually. Um, although I am interested in maybe getting a space to do it in person. Oh yeah. Uh, but I love, I love having, I love having the virtual sessions because, you know, for me, the channel is so clear on the zoom screen. Like I, I can feel people's energy. I think even more virtually than I can in person sometimes, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I do that. And then, um, I also, um, am like an active, um, you know, uh, member of my like sober recovering community. Right, yeah. I, I take a lot of people, um, under my wing and like mentor and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, take care of them, make, you know, help them, you know, feel the benefits and the joy of like not being um, addicted to alcohol. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so. really cool with like everything that you're doing, um, and you're doing so many different things: podcasting, auditioning, uh, tarot reading, spiritual stuff. Um, do you feel my energy through the Zoom screen? Yeah, yeah, it's palpable. Yeah, totally. Nice. Oh, that's, that's I, I can totally feel it. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> um, awesome. That's yeah. I think that's really cool how you're doing so many different things. Um, awesome. Um, my next question is, well, I wanted to say, I said this a couple minutes ago, but I've just been really enjoying your podcast because for me, you know, I grew up watching most, most of the people you interviewed and in, you know, TV shows and movies. And it's cool for me to see what they're doing in their grown adult life. I wanted to ask who are the top people on your ultimate list that you would like to bring on your podcast that you haven't already brought on? Mm, I have a lot. Well, 
for completely selfish reasons, because I have a crush, a huge crush on them. Uh, I would really love to have Rebecca Black, who oh Fr- on Friday. Friday. Friday, yeah. Okay. It's funny because I ran into her a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, "Hey, check your email," because <laughs> <laughs> you know we like we follow each other on TikTok and, oh, cool. and the internet and whatever. And I was just like, "Yo, what's your email?" <laughs> and she and I like emailed her like to invite her to be on the podcast, and it was it was really funny like running into each other. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Um, so she's like one of my definite uh top choices i would also love to interview uh or connect and chat with um rupert grant who played oh that would be so cool i just want to know everything about him he's like i think you know an amazing he's just an amazing freaking actor i Mm -hmm. love his i just love him so much i always had a huge um fixation not a crush but just like a fixation on ron yeah and i think you know, I ask all my guests, who was your Matilda, which right. for me means like, you know, who's somebody that in media made you feel seen. And I also felt really seen by Ron Weasley because he was kind of like the glue of the family. Like mm-hmm. he, I, I felt like he, even though I'm not a middle child, like I definitely related to having the big kind of rambunctious, dysfunctional family. Right. And Ron, I felt very seen by him. And also the whole thing where like, there's like issues of class struggle in Harry Potter and my family was like not doing super well financially and you know a lot of the kids at school at my first high school where um it was a highly like classist environment um would like make fun of kids for you know not wearing certain brands or for not being able to afford certain brands and luckily like I was able to mask my poverty a lot but I was always kind of sticking up for the kids who Mm -hmm. you know were dis uh disadvantaged and and stuff like that um and and I felt like Ron was kind of that character too where he Mm -hmm. was like poor and like you know (laughs) made that made it work and was like standing up to Malfoy um so I would yeah I would love to have uh uh him on I would also love to have Malfoy on too I think oh that would be so cool yeah I mean Tom Felton yeah um and then let me see, there's another one that I was really, really like, oh, if I could get this person on, like, that would be crazy. Drew Barrymore. Oh, right. Yeah. Nice. She's, she's definitely like my, she's my, I, I have a big giant crush on her. Um, I think she's beautiful. And like, I've always had a deep, deep obsession with her when, nice. I, when I saw her when I saw her in Charlie's Angels when I was a kid, another Matilda for me. Right. Yeah. Like, no, I remember she's kind of that, that one episode. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. She was, she's kind of butch in the movie. And I was just like, yeah. <gasps> like, I love her <laughs> so much. Um, and also like her name was Dylan in the movie. And I was just like, that's such a hot name to have. Like if you're a girl. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. No, all of those would be super cool. Rebecca Black, like that would be super cool. Like the Harry Potters are, uh, like Rupert Grant, you know, um, Tom Felton, like those would be really cool guests. And Drew Barrymore would also, Drew Barrymore would also be a really cool guest. And like all those have something different to bring to the table. So totally. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love to talk to literally anyone from Harry Potter, to be honest. Yes. Yes. I do have a deep obsession. Earlier today, I was working out. I wore like a, I'm solemnly, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good shirt. And I got so many uh, compliments on it. And I was awesome. just like, oh, good. I'm glad it, People still like Harry Potter, even though J.K. Rowling is canceled. I feel like you yeah. can like the art without um, yeah. you know, revering the artist. Yeah. No, oh, those are all like really cool guests, and hopefully they work out. And I'm looking forward to those. You know, by saying it out loud, I'm manifesting it Manifest. in some kind of way. Oh, yes. yes. Um, no, I'm looking forward to those episodes in the future. Uh, hopefully, hopefully those can happen. You know. Um, but what are some things that you want to do with your podcast or fun plans that you have with your podcast, uh, in the future? Cause I know you just started it. So I think that's really, yeah, cool. I just started, I'm on a season break right now, taking a little hiatus because I, um, I got a promotion at my, um, I work a, I work like a nine to five and I got a promotion. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool, but it's just a lot. Um, yeah. so in addition to like the um the most recent episode was like emotionally really heavy so I oh, had to oh, yeah. I take to a little uh, I wanted to take a little distance from it just mm-hmm. to sorry there's noise outside no you're good okay I just like I was just like what is that what is happening uh 
it's wild. <laughs> my my senses are crazy when I have this uh, these headphones on. Um, yeah, I'm taking a little a brief hiatus right now. My producer, I'm giving them a nice little vacation um, because they, they they produce and edit a lot of podcasts. So I wanted oh, to give them yeah. a little time off from, you know, lighten their load a little bit. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, once I start recording episodes again, um, I want to I wanna kind of mess with the format a little bit. I don't think every guest needs to be a child actor. I don't think every guest needs to have been in the spotlight because- the questions that I'm asking people are universal. Like anybody can answer, where are you now? Like anyone can answer, where are you spiritually, emotionally, and physically? And who was somebody that made you feel seen when you were a little kid? And what would you say to your inner child, right? So I'm thinking of having on um, somebody who uh, deals with shadow work. I, I would love to have somebody to talk to on to talk about shadow work and, and, um, uh, healing the inner child. I would love to have somebody on to, you know, maybe somebody who was an onset tutor, uh, oh, school so cool. of, like one of my, I would love to interview my, my onset tutor from school of rock, Amanda, who I was infatuated with. If I could find her on the internet and bring her on my podcast, that would be sick. Um, I would love to talk to somebody who like is an acting coach for kids and mm -hmm. you know, what's oh, yeah. or, or a parent of a child actor. Oh, that's uh, cool. I'm really, I'm really interested in just breaking the format a little bit. Um, and I know with that would come maybe some criticism, but I'm ready for whatever. I think, that would, I think all of those ideas are really cool. And I'm looking forward to the future episodes. Let me know. Yeah. If you me on. Um, <laughs> and of course, like, I, I want to, you know, I want to have like, you know, um, I want to be picked up by a network. So I'm, I'm right now working on a pitch deck to um, send to some of the, you know, podcast networks right. that, um, you know, work out of LA so that I could like, instead mm -hmm. of recording it in my hot, terrible, uh, no air conditioning yeah. apartment, like going to a studio to record it yeah. and like having maybe some in-person guests, like, yeah. you know, um, it would be sick to be able to do that. So I'm, I'm working on a pitch deck, um, actually today. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have plans to like go down to the coffee shop, uh, by my apartment and, you know, get a tea and, and just put my head down and work for a little bit. I find that being out of my apartment, right. I'm able to work a little bit better. Oh, same, same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's like a dream of mine to like be picked up by like a podcast company or something like that. Um, yeah, well, just again, just by saying it, you're putting it out right. there into the Putting ether. it out there. Yeah. Um, so if there's anyone listening who wants to pick up both of our podcasts, <laughs> um, yeah. So awesome. That's really cool uh, that you're kind of working on, you know, branching out of, you know, child stars and maybe thinking about doing, you know, uh, like a parent of, an, of a child actress or, you know, onset tutor. I think that would be really cool. Uh, awesome. So I want, so let's shift to like growing up in Chicago. And yes. Yes. So for the listeners that are new, we both grew up in Chicago. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, but same stuff. Um, and I wanted to ask, what was it like growing up in the Chicagoland area? Yeah, I grew up in the city. Um, no shade to the suburbs. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got relatives from Palatine and stuff. But okay, cool. Yeah, like, I mean, they're not from Palatine. They're from the Philippines, but they, they moved to Palatine and kind mm -hmm. of assimilated into white culture. But, um, you know, my my childhood was predominantly in um, the... Boys Town and Wicker Park area okay. of Chicago, um, and then I stayed. I mean, I, I after School of Rock, I, I we shot that in New York, and then I did some press in LA and Toronto and Japan, okay. and then came back to Chicago. I was just ready to you know go back to school mm -hmm. and audition for things, and you know maybe do theater. I was really addicted to musical theater, and I wanted to be in musicals so badly. So, you know, going back to school. Um, I, I transferred schools a bunch when I was a kid because wow. I just kept on, you know, getting bullied right. to the point where I was just like, I can't go to this school anymore. Um, my, yeah, my parents were not at all hesitant to pull me out and put me somewhere else. Um, mm -hmm. So I was in a lot of, I had a lot of whiplash around that emotionally um, and like a lack of, you know, security around friendships and stuff, um, especially like having the experience of School of Rock and having all those close, close friends for four months and then like going away and coming back to kind of like reality because it all felt like such a dream because mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was beautiful. Um, 
and I just never wanted the dream to end. But once it, you know, once the dream ended, uh, you know, coming back to Chicago was rough. I wanted to be elsewhere. And I kind of always felt like Chicago was my hometown and I was meant to be somewhere else. Like I wasn't meant to be a lifer. Um, just because I had experienced New York and LA, I was just like, you know what? Like, I love it here. Um, why don't I, you know, go there for a little bit? So after college, I, which I went to UIC, um, which is a city school in Chicago, um, I did theater. Uh, it, I started doing plays and stand up and, you know, shows like an improv and, and I would go um, with my, you know, improv teams and my sketch groups to these festivals and see other parts of the country you know I went to Seattle for an improv fest I went to Austin I went to New Orleans and I was just like wow like there are other parts of the world aside from Chicago and New York and LA um and you know I had the thought that I might move to Austin because I liked the music scene there and the food was amazing but I was just like meh I still feel like I belong in um Los Angeles so I kind of started like asking you know the universe to to give me a reason to go back to LA and in the fall of 2017 I was working on a play in Chicago called Spamilton uh which was a parody play of Hamilton it was very fun it was very very fun and then the um the, the casting director was like hey we're gonna mount a new production of the show in LA would you like to come and be in it and I was just like yeah so I I came out to LA and did it and then you know, now it's like when I go back to Chicago, I was just back for a couple mm-hmm. days, like uh, a week ago. And, you know, it was just, it was really nice. I like, I missed it. I missed driving by, you know, the water tower and, mm-hmm. and driving by, you know, my old, and I went to Humboldt Park and sat in the park with a couple of my friends. And cool. it really, I really do love, like Chicago summer is perfect. And mm-hmm. I love it so much. I actually don't mind the humidity at all compared to like LA where it's like desert and like, it's right. like, hot and dry and like your throat is just sore all the time mm-hmm. in Chicago at least like you've got that humidity and it's like working for my hair and my skin uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and also like I I do I mean I feel like a majority of my like best best friends are in Chicago or from Chicago um but yeah no and, and obviously my family you know my mom and dad and my brother are still there um oh, cool I think Chicago for me is now this place that is safe for me mm-hmm. to go back to. I can always come back if I need to. Because you're familiar with it and right. Yeah. And 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 but it is not home anymore. Like it, it doesn't feel yeah. like home anymore. It is my hometown. It's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um but I I do feel like a sense of homecoming when I'm right. you know back in town. Yeah. Um especially like just because my body like remembers like certain <laughs> parts of the city and yeah. like you know a couple of uh really uh depressing years in uh Logan Square living in a garden apartment so like yeah I definitely definitely feel the the um the energy of that when I'm back but no I love it I I always loved growing up there I thought I thought my parents made the right choice in raising me and my siblings in a city rather than you know in a suburb um because the city Chicago kind of reflects the way the world is very diverse it's Mm -hmm. you know it's definitely segregated and like there's a lot of gentrification now happening and there's a lot of disproportionate um, issues like you know as far as um, housing and, and class and race goes but mm-hmm. you know it's a very it's a and also like we grew up in boys town so we were like immersed in like queer culture and queerness and seeing drag queens yeah. and stuff which you know when when me and my sister both uh ended up coming out as queer like our parents were like yeah that makes sense <laughs> we kind of <laughs> we kind of we kind of did this like <laughs> I guess this this makes a lot of sense um yeah, so so I, I always will have a special place in my heart for trend. And anytime I, you know, see somebody in LA with a Chicago area code, I'm of course I'm like, oh, 847, where'd you go to high school? And they're like, right. Nutrier. And I'll be like, yeah, hell yeah. Oh my God, I knew this person from Nutrier and this person right. from Nutrier. You know, and it's just like a little, it's a moment of, um, it's a moment of love and joy whenever I run into somebody outside of Chicago who is. Right, around. yeah, just connect, yeah. Cool. Um, what are your favorite things to do when you come to Chicago? Oh, you know, I love this. It went when I was in town with my dad, we went to this little, you know, my favorite things in Chicago are like the things that I've enjoyed for decades, right? Mm -hmm. Places like Midori, 
which is this, you know, little hole in the wall sushi place that my family's been going to for years. And honestly, no other sushi place is as good. Like, and I live in LA where there's sushi on every corner. Right. No place compares, nothing compares to Midori. Right. Um, Chef Robert, you know, Chef Robert there is just like a God. He's, he's <laughs> a God in, in human clothes. Um, and, and my dad and I went to Podolanka, which is this little Polish monpa, like place you just like sit at the counter and this like kind of surly guy comes up and is just like, yeah. the soup of the day, this, the soup of the day is pickle. And <laughs> like, it's really good. Their pickle soup is really good. Right. And then yeah. like, They've got like, you know, banging pierogies and, and stuffed beets or uh, not stuffed beets, stuffed cabbages. And yeah, everything is really good and hearty and comforting. I really love the food in Chicago. I think no city has better food, not even. Mm, nope. You know what? I'll say New Orleans has the best food ever, Ooh. but Chicago is a close second. Nice. I just really like, I really like Cajun food and like Creole oh. stuff, but <laughs> you know, um, yeah, and, and also you can just like taste the magic and every, you know, meal that you have in New Orleans. It's so special. Um, yeah. Even in the coffee, like I, I literally, I, I was there uh, for my 27th birthday. This is a year ago. Uh, I went, or two years ago. Wow. Um, I went to New Orleans to see my, visit one of my best friends and she had recently moved there. So I was just like, why don't I come out for my birthday and just hang for a couple of days yeah. in New Orleans? And you know, again, very humid, um, but like you can li literally feel the like the power and the magic right. in the air there. And you know, it's just like walking around and just like going into a bar and just listening to jazz for twenty minutes yeah. and then going on to the next bar. Like it's cool. it's so it's so dope there. But um, no, we were talking about Chicago Riv. Get back on track. <laughs> um, the noise outside is just distracting me. It's like kids playing in my alley. Um, <laughs> Uh, just a random Monday occurrence. Um, you know, they, uh, the other thing that I really like in Chicago is just like catching up with people that I haven't seen in a while. Like I'll, I'll, I'll plan out like, okay, I'm going to like go to this park. I'm right. just going to post up bring my little portable charger and bring a bunch of sunscreen and bring a bunch of non-alcoholic beverages and just like hang out in the park and whoever wants to come by come by right and, and like yeah. I'm always like pleasantly surprised at who shows up and you know it's just nice to see people um mm -hmm. and you know I love the proximity to the beach I love being able to walk to the beach from I, I usually stay uh downtown when I when I come back at a hotel and I'll just like walk over to the, the beach and uh you know hang out and get, put my feet in the lake for a second uh it's it's really nice I just I I do yeah like right now just saying this I do kind of miss Chicago <laughs> like I, I am gonna be back in August for my friend's wedding oh cool. um, and I'm excited to like you know be back and do all the same stuff again you know yep awesome yeah yeah Chicago is a really fun place um, what are your favorites my favorite parts of Chicago well I mean like you like like you said I like deep dish pizza deep dish pizza is oh are you a Luminati's or Giordano's person Probably Lou Malnati's, yeah. Yeah, that's the correct answer for everyone listening. That yes, is the correct yes. answer. If anyone tries to say Giordano's, like, mm-mm, sorry, yeah. you're just wanna, wrong. Yeah, I want to get deep dish before I go to college. Like, like sure. that's something I want to do before that I That can be, oh my God, maybe I'll ask my parents to ship me a Lou Malnati pizza for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah, because they do ship them. Um, What else? I like, I'm going to the Sox game on Thursday. I'm a White Sox fan. Yes, good. Very good. Doing that on Thursday. I'm, yes, I'm a Sox fan. What else do I like in the city? I mean, I've, it's hard because in the last couple, or not last couple of years, but like since COVID and stuff, like Illinois is obviously like really strict with COVID stuff and the city of Chicago, um, you know, that there were some issues with protests and, um, it, it, you know what I, you know what I'm trying to say? Like there was just some, uh, just some safety issues and stuff back last summer with, uh, the protests and stuff. So I, I've, I've been back a couple of times actually since then. Um, and since I've been back, you know, to, sh uh, to like the city, obviously, um, a lot of, it's like a lot of the stuff, like a lot of stuff has gone out of business, which is really sad um because yeah COVID it makes me so sad yeah it made me so sad to be back and see certain things that I'm like oh man that sucks for them yeah so yeah a lot of things have gone out of business um what else was I trying to what was I gonna say 
Um, but when I went in Christmas, like I went like a week before Christmas, it was just dead, like no one there. Um, and usually well, Chicago, like during the, you know, during the holidays, especially. It's very too, lively, like, lots of Yeah, people. all the decorations and the windows and a lot of people will, yeah. But the, when I was there last weekend, it was thriving. I mean, there were like lots of Cubs games and stuff. So like people were out, like they were out and about. And I was just like, wow, like I forgot how like congested the city can be. Yeah. Whereas in LA, like it's, it, you know, it's, it's very so, spread so out and it's yeah. big and everyone's in their cars, um, <laughs> except for me. I don't, I don't drive. So I like don't have a car out here. I can oh, just yeah. walk everywhere and I pick right. the neighborhood. I, I picked a neighborhood that, you know, is very accessible walking wise. Like I can just like walk for miles and like everything I need is like kind of within mm -hmm. like 15 minutes of me mm -hmm. um including my job like I can walk to my job like oh, whatever cool. it's fine but yeah, I've always been pretty good at picking apartments that were like five minutes away from my job nice. um, even when I was in Chicago um but yeah I really um I really forgot how bad the traffic was in Chicago compared yeah. to LA like yeah. the LA traffic is pretty bad but Chicago's was like honestly worse there's I'm always surprised there's always construction something going on on that dan ryan always like there's always some accident or you know something backing up the yeah it's, right yeah so wow. yeah i hope to maybe go to the city one time before i leave for college and stuff um but i'm happy you know just in general how things are getting back to normal with covid and stuff um with like vaccinations and more things are opening up so you know hopefully by next christmas things will be livelier like they were you know during pre-covid time so yeah um awesome but what so i'm gonna kind of shift to like advice stuff what would you tell yourself 15 months ago before the pandemic started before the pandemic started i would have told myself to honor my boundaries um more you know, okay. I've, I've been working for the last couple of years on just having boundaries because, mm -hmm. you know, before, before I got sober, it was really easy for me to kind of just say yes to things, even though right. I didn't want to do them or partake in them. And uh, now it's a lot easier for me to say no, because I have to factor in like safety, money, distance, mm -hmm. you know, people, places, things, whatever. And I'll literally just, you know, you know what? Like, no, I'm actually good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and in the beginning of the pandemic, I was, um, I was so, I was in a relationship with somebody that, you know, would kind of push the boundaries a little bit uh -oh. and, and I would say yes to everything just because I was afraid of losing them. And then ultimately I realized that I was just like, oh, it's abundantly clear that this person and I are not meant to be together. Like, why mm -hmm. am I so set on this person? And right. like, why am I so set on pleasing people, people, people pleasing. Um, so I would probably just tell that, that person like 15 months ago, it's like I had just moved to LA, uh, again for like, cause I, I'd been back and forth for a couple of years, but in January of 2020, I was like permanently moving to LA and I was just like, yeah, like I'm going to be living with this partner, um, for a little bit, just while we like figure out money and job stuff. And then, you know, the, the pandemic hit and I was just like, oh, we're stuck together. Like we, we have to stay together. And yeah. my brain was like, kind of, you have to stay with them. Like right. you like, won't survive this. But yeah, without them. Like having that but it's fear. like, no, you know what? Like I did survive the pandemic without them. I, I, you know, we ended the relationship like two months into the pandemic and I was just like, oh, like it's fine. I'm going to live. I I've got this strong community in LA, um, yeah. who was willing to like, just pitch in to help me and, you know, had a friend who let me stay in their guest apartment like for a couple months you know hallelujah like praise praise be that I had a friend who just like happened to have a place in LA that she didn't use uh -huh. um you know and and it was it was just really nice like I I was able to stay afloat and yeah like, yeah I think that my fear of course in the beginning got in the way of certain uh ambitions but now I've, you know, got a thriving business that I run. I've got the podcast and yeah. I got my job back at my, my place that I was working before the pandemic and things are, things are looking good. So awesome. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. Um, for me, I would tell myself 15 months ago before the pandemic started that I just like, don't take anything for granted because like a lot of stuff was taken away. Um, cause like I am in high school or like I, w I was in high school, like when the 
when the pandemic started, I was a junior and, you know, like sports seasons got taken away and like a lot of things got moved around and, you know, the fun things that we all look forward to, you know, as an upperclassman just like got taken away or like altered significantly. Um, luckily this year we were able to have a graduation and a prom. So I am very happy that we had, uh, we got to have That's magical prom was always such a, you know, I went to four proms cause I, <laughs> I always dated older when I was in high school. So <laughs> I like went to a, a junior prom my freshman year. I went to a senior prom my sophomore year. And then I went to my own junior and senior prom. Uh, but it was always so magical. So I'm glad that you got to go. Yeah. Had yeah. A fun time. Yeah. It was really fun. Usually like for at my school for prom, they either do it at the Shedd Aquarium. Um, for those of you who are, who are, who are new or don't know the Chicago area very well, the Shedd Aquarium is like a big aquarium in Chicago. It's pretty great. Um, or like the Chicago Yacht Club or something. Um, and obviously, well, for one, the Shedd Aquarium, they don't do proms anymore because it disrupts the fish. So, um, that makes sense. I'm glad. I think it got like really expensive too. I don't really know. And then, so we had we did it at like a local like golf club and it was like out it was all outdoors um and we had like really great weather it was a really great experience and time overall and i'm just really glad that we got to do it because we at my school we have junior and senior prom and obviously like the junior prom got canceled so um but i'm just glad we had a senior prom where you know, like everyone got to go like all the seniors got to go and um even though we couldn't dance, it was a dance, even though the theme actually was dancing in the moonlight, mm. um, which is really funny because we couldn't dance, but we got to sway. So it was kind of just, why didn't you get to dance? Uh, cause of like COVID and stuff. They just like, I don't know. It was just, they didn't want you guys touching each other. I guess. I don't know. It was kind of stupid, but, um, <laughs> it, I mean, I am grateful that we got to have it because, you know, like, I would tell myself 15 months ago, like, don't take things for granted because you never know when they can be taken away from you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but obviously, like, things are getting back, to, like I said, things are getting back to normal. And I'm really happy that, you know, you have gotten back into the swing of things. You found your new groove of, you know, living here, living in LA permanently and getting out of the relationship and going back to your job and, um, you know, starting the podcast too, which is really cool. So yeah. And then I'm going to st finish kind of this interview off with a fun question. Have you seen any good movies or TV shows lately that you think the listeners would want to know about? Ooh. Um, well, everyone should watch Bo Burnham's special Inside. Um, that's on Netflix. It is a comedy special. It's beautiful. I've been, I watched it this morning for like maybe the fourth time. <laughs> um, I have hyperfixation, um, same OCD, but I um, tend to like watch the same thing over and over and over nice. again until I get sick of it. Um, <laughs> and that is, I haven't gotten sick of this one yet. Uh, it's very good. Everyone should watch Monuments, uh, which is my movie that I was in with Marguerite Moreau and David Sullivan and Javier Munoz. Um, and they can find it um, by just Googling uh, Monuments movie. Where can I watch it? <laughs> yeah. What else? Oh, TV wise, I just finished watching Girls 5 Eva, which is on Peacock Plus. It was so, so funny. Um, lots of my favorite people are in it. Sarah Bareilles and um, Busy Phillips, who oh, cool. is the standout to me. I love her so much. Um, Paula Pell and uh, Renee Louise Goldsberry. It's oh, nice. Such a good show. It's yeah, very, it's like fast. Tina, yeah, it's Tina Fey produced it. So it's got that kind of 30 Rock, uh, Kimmy Schmidt tone, um, yeah. which is, you know, works for me. I, it makes yeah. me laugh. So, um, and then another one that I recently started was Feel Good. Um, it's a British show um, helmed by Mae Martin, who's a stand-up comedian um, who they deal with gender dysphoria and addiction oh. and stuff. And I really felt seen by that Not show. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, I wanted to say I've been watching this show. It's on Netflix. It's called Working Moms. And it's kind of like Bad Moms, like the movie Bad Moms, but in a TV show. And, it, and I've started watching it. And it's pretty funny. So for those of you who are listening, if you're looking for a new show on Netflix, check out the shows that Rivka talked about and the show I talked about. So awesome. Well, I think that wraps up the interview for today. But do you have anything you want to shout out like social medias? Uh, upcoming projects, all that good stuff. I will definitely leave all the links that you shout out in my 
episode description, but is there anything you want to shout out? Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, if you like podcasts and nostalgia and just like having a good time, uh, check out my podcast, Where Are We Now? It's wherever you get spot, uh, podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Music, etc. Um, you can check out my Patreon where I have a community of uh, fellow spiritual people who like uh, tarot readings and uh, like music and also like my podcast. <laughs> um, I go live on TikTok every once in a while to pull tarot cards um, for the collective. Uh, my TikTok is at Rivka.Reyes and my Instagram is the same handle at Rivka.Reyes. My Twitter um, is just Rivka Reyes, no dot. Uh, they wouldn't let me put it the dot <laughs> and I think that's it for now like uh, yeah if you want to book a, a session to read you know to get your Akashic Records read that's uh that's a really fun and intense um journey um uh, if you're along for the ride like yeah check it out I, I have all the links on my social media so yeah thank you so much Isabel awesome thanks everyone for listening and um you can follow me on Instagram at just.isabel.things.podcast um check out last week's episode where i talk with noel mulkey and come back every sunday for a new episode i hope you enjoyed this episode with rivka thank you so much for coming on i had a such a great time talking with you and meeting with you and just getting to know you uh better and i like i said i got to fulfill a 16 year dream today so that's definitely a win in my book and i hope you enjoyed coming on the podcast today I did. Thank you so much for having me, my dear. And good oh. luck at Marquette. That's amazing. Congratulations. And and yeah, I, I hope you have a good time. And what are you majoring in? I'm majoring in digital media with focus in radio, TV, and film. Amazing. You're yes. going to kill it. You're obviously already thriving in that field. So <laughs> Thank you. Dope. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Bye guys. Thank you again so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard and want to listen to more, check out previous episodes and also come back every Sunday for a new episode as well.